You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast Juice. It's your boy, Mike Dean. And uh, man, I've got my phone ringing. Hold on one second. We're going to do this live. I'm going to show you how ghetto the show really can get. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Q-Storm, you're live on the air. What's up? Start with his non-skyping. <laughs> <laughs> they, Q, they, you can't hear the other guys, but hey, we're we're doing like a podcast, just impromptu, and see if we can get on. Well, when you get on Skype, I'll pull you in. You can't talk. <laughs> if you can, just get on Skype. If I, I'll see you on there. I'll pull you in. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we are just at the seat of our pants doing this thing. But it's just, you know, for the love of the show and getting stuff out there. So we have Big Sexy and Sack. How you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Just got out of court. Just going to be sitting home, cooling on a cool Friday afternoon. All right. And we also have uh, Mr. Brandon. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mike and the guys. Uh, off on winter break. Can't complain. I'm just relaxing, finally. All right on. All right. And it, it is a Friday afternoon. What is today? Uh, the 13th? 13th. It's Friday 13th. the 13th. Wow. That's crazy. I, I didn't know there was one uh, in Christmas time. But nonetheless, there is. So anyway, we were just talking. Um, just throw this out. So I went, I, I went and saw The Hobbit, the, the second movie. Um, I saw the first one. Have you guys seen the first one, The Hobbit? No. No. I'm sure you've seen uh, uh, the name escapes me. Lord of the Rings. I know you've seen one of those. Yes. Okay. Yes. And those are those are pretty good. I, I enjoyed those. So I went and saw The Hobbit uh, whenever it was last year. Uh, wasn't a big fan. I don't even know what the story's about to be honest with you. Um, but it was interesting. Saw the new one today again. I still don't know what the story of this movie is. <laughs> I just know they're walking traveling somewhere and there's a dragon and uh so there's two takeaways from this movie one is extremely long like i was falling asleep it was so long i was i was fighting to stay awake like maybe an action scene to come on and you'd be like oh, okay yes and and kick-ass action scenes right i mean it's, it's amazing it looks great and then they'll go off and 45 hour of journey talk and you know blah, 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 fall asleep then there's a big action thing at the end with the dragon you see the dragon in the trailers I mean exceptionally done it's fantastic like you you trip because it's like man special effects have come so far that you can't even tell special effects it's just amazing the other thing about this movie is I saw what they call the uh High resolution version or something? High high frame rate version. Whoa. Which basically means they play it. Uh, if you've ever seen an HD or Blu-ray movie on one of the very new, newer sort of TVs that has like the motion control or... One of the 4K TVs, something like that? Not 4K, but... It, not 4K, but uh, it'd be like... Um, people call it the uh, soap opera effect. Oh, okay. So they play the movie like that. So very high resolution. So it's a little jarring at first when the movie starts and you start watching because you are not used to seeing that sort of presentation, particularly on that big of a screen and at a movie. 
And so it'll take you a minute to like settle into like, okay, this is a movie. And you know, you, first you want to think maybe this is just cheaply done or something because it looks like it's on video. But as it starts going, you have to, I have to acknowledge it looks pretty amazing because it looks so realistic. And then when you get to all the computer generated stuff, you can't really tell. Like I'm, I'm, the, the orcs or whatever that they're battling, I don't, I'm thinking they're not real. But they've done it. So you cannot tell that those are not actors in suits. They look, I tend to believe they're probably fake. But it looked fantastic. The dragon, I mean, it just, again, the movie looks spectacular. I would love to see another movie shown in that uh, high frame rate sort of thing. I think it looks pretty cool, personally. Um, But other than that, uh, don't go see this movie. <laughs> because I don't want them to think that they should be making all movies like this. There's no really no reason for this movie to be three movies long. And again, the movie itself is way too long. And then they end the movie on the most grievous cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Like right when you really like starting to get, okay, this is finally getting good. And boom, you got to wait a year to see what happens next and i'm like you know they already filmed this movie it's all they're all done but they just want to milk it i just i don't, yeah don't go see it wait for them to put all of them out and hopefully wait for somebody to just put a fan edit where they just edit it down to like one movie and just take the best of all three movies because it the, it, it was ridiculous uh, i i don't even know why i went to go see it. i guess it was something to do but yeah man don't don't, don't encourage those people <laughs> you want to do that. the one thing oh hey you know let me bring in actually yeah wow a couple people are jumping in let me bring in uh q storm uh-oh our other critic here q Uh-oh. can you hear us i'm also going to bring in another person let's see if they jump in q hey how do i sound uh you sound like you were on a phone but that's okay Hang on a sec. No, you sound good right there. There you go. Cute. That sounds sound good? No, what you just did before a second ago was great. Go, go back to whatever that was. Yeah, but I couldn't hear you. Hang on a sec. Uh, and I think we also got Rocker. Are you here, Rocker? Maybe not. But we'll let Q get his thing together. The other thing that they showed, and I'm going to shut up, is... um. You know, they showed trailers, obviously. They showed a trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we've we've talked about before. But this was in 3D. Whoa. (laughs) This movie looks serious in 3D. Like, I was like, whoa, I was was bugging. Like, it really, really looks good. I don't know if it just made the trailer look that good, but if the movie looks as good as that trailer in 3D did, I am there day one, no questions asked. Uh, Looked amazing. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, there's also an international version of the Spider-Man trailer online just came out, which shows whole different footage uh, than the regular one, even more of a comedy aspect. Whoa. Uh, Q, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, so uh, how you doing, sir? Q. Q. I said, how are you? I'm good. I'm heading home from uh, work. Sorry about this uh, uh, 
for the inconvenience on, on the audio. No, no, that's cool. I mean, this is just impromptu, man. So I appreciate you coming through. Um, I was just t- telling the fellas about The Hobbit and uh, sort of what I thought about that. Pretty much no different than what I thought about the first one. Rather long, fabulously looking made movie. Um, but there's something I want to throw out because I think everybody can uh, jump in on this one. So uh, Beyonce just came out with a new album um pretty much out of the blue uh dropped now is it like how many songs is on that album is it like 10 or 12 so, 13 13 songs 13, and then each yeah. song has a video damn that goes with really? it really yeah it's yeah. like a full so on yeah. produced videos uh Brandon you got a little information on that yeah um well the new album is uh of course self-titled Beyonce um it just came out this morning, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, midnight. She dropped it with no promotion. Um, it just came out. She put something out on her Twitter uh, saying that, oh, my new album is out. Uh, it's out on U- iTunes. And that's what really sparked everything. Um, I noticed that the media really hadn't gotten uh, on that whole thing until probably the morning, a couple of hours afterward, uh, after the whole this whole thing got with the social media. Um, Facebook blew up. Twitter, of course, was had a lot of traffic because a lot of people were like, uh, Beyonce has a new album and all this other stuff. But um, currently uh, has, uh, correction, has 14 songs and it has 17 music videos wow. uh, to accompany the the songs so she has some uh bonus stuff on there it's like a whole package uh she's calling this a self self self-styled visual album so uh it has all of the the songs plus the uh, music videos and uh currently it has shifted over eighty thousand downloads within three hours of its release in the United States. So um, it's expected to debut on top of the Billboard 200 at number one. So big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Big deal. (laughs) Yeah, I got to give her credit on that. I am not necessarily a fan of the music, but the work ethic, the production, just everything that goes into it, I'm with it. (laughs) Exactly. I agree. I'm not a fan of the music myself. But she is fine. And the fact that she can keep all this under wraps in this climate and uh, day and age, that's amazing. That's amazing yeah. on her part. Next year is going to be a big – this is kind of like setting up for her for next year and everything. I can only expect this to be a big deal because uh, I think I read something where they were saying that the physical album, the CD, is supposed to come out next week. On the uh, December the twenty first, I don't know how that's going to go, but this is this is pretty much a big deal. This is a big deal. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's great. I mean, again, this is Beyonce doing this, so it'd be a little different if you were like a no name or sort of a lesser artist. Probably wouldn't get away with it as much. But I like the fact that a person like this can does do it. And again, just like. How much work did it take? Because she's on tour. She has like a big tour that's been going on for the past year, I believe, or yeah. six months. And here she still like has the time to make these videos. <laughs> I looked at, there's like 30-second clips of each video, I believe, on YouTube that she posted or her people put up. And I mean, these are like real videos. <laughs> they're not like some throwaway, you know, crap. Like they're full-on productions. And some of them are actually pretty dope. I was like, 
damn, like, is this what the game is at? Like, I was just amazed, man. Like I said, I, I think that um, it's great that I don't know if she's on a label. I, I, they didn't mention any sort of label or is she on Rock she, Nation or something. Yeah, she's she's still on Columbia, but I think she said something about, you know, um, her label really didn't want her to release this particular album um, because they just felt like it just had no pretent- potential. They just they didn't like the whole direction of, that she was going. And I think she kind of um she kind of listened to her husband, quote unquote Jay Z, uh, who also came out with uh, what was that album called? Holy Grail, Magna, whatever that album he came out this summer. Right, right. Um, and it had the similar promotion, like the similar release, because uh, type of release scheme that this one has. Well, he the did his on is, uh, Samsung, right? Yeah, Samsung with phone. Samsung. But if I think his was more of a media had more of media frenzy. This one really didn't. So she's kind of using the social media as a vehicle to drive this, you know, this whole album, which is unique because I don't think too many people, like you said, might could do this in this climate. It's, it's not, you know, she, she really did it and she did it really big. Yeah. She put, well, somebody in her camp put a post on uh, Instagram, I believe. And that was sort of the only indication of this is the new project. And then, yeah, of course, the, the, the net took it. They said there was over a million Twitter messages about yeah. Beyonce today. And less than yeah, uh, Twitter, Twitter shut down, I think, briefly at midnight. Briefly, but, it you know, the hours, um, hours after it came back on but yeah it's it's really been a big deal today uh when it comes to beyonce people just i mean people are just amazed that this album just came out in this climate and it was a lot of controversy months before saying that she wasn't going to come out with the album or if she was you know if she was going to come out with the album or if she wasn't going to come out with the album but now you know now she did so this is pretty uh, kudos to her yeah, and uh, I'm sure R. Kelly is somewhere mad. He's <laughs> taking the shine away from his project this week. Uh, I heard one of the songs he has, uh, or is a video called, is it called Cookie? I don't know if you've yeah, seen that Yeah, yeah, with the uh, French model. <laughs> That's so absurd. <laughs> his lyrics, man, it just kills me. What is he doing? <laughs> well, R- also, R. Kelly had that thing, I think it was on Twitter, we opened it up for just random questions, and people were just yes. skewering him. Ask R. Kelly, I believe it was. Oh, yeah, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what was said, but I think we can all you know, figure out where it went. Yeah. And uh, they wouldn't let up. I'm like, all right, dude, this is not the look you want to go with, man. And so that coupled with Beyonce's massive onslaught, yeah, I'm sure he's not pleased right now. Yeah, well, hey, as it should, the Twitter especially black twitters they say they went in on his ass like what was he thinking like i don't understand what what did he not was he a publicist or somebody not say he like needs maybe to fire his team. yeah maybe you Spoiler. shouldn't do that because there's a lot of things you probably don't want to answer to you know uh, ieping and underage stuff like yeah they lit into him i thought it was hilarious personally you know let me let me ask this has anyone seen the tape i did Bits and pieces. I, okay, as, as did I. Okay, so yeah, that's, he, he, that's some foul stuff, man. And he should have definitely had his his team at least plant some questions, you know, try to play it off. But 
Dude, you know. Hey, can I, I have a question real quick. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just curious. How is it, I mean, how is it that a Chris Brown can rebound from beating up Rihanna, but uh, R. Kelly can't rebound from what he went through? I, I don't, I, I'm not advocating either of them, but I'm just curious about that. Well, I, well I, go ahead. Okay. You do it. Go ahead. Well, I think it's, I think it's two different things. And, and I'm going to speak in vast generalizations. How you doing, Q? Um, the thing with R. Kelly is more of a, and I'm not defending shit, but more of a freaky, getting his freak together sexually thing, whereas the Chris Brown thing is just, you know, you know hitting a woman, and now the more details have come out about that, it was more alleged that it was consensual beef and whatever. The general public can understand that. The people, myself included, can't understand peeing on young people. That's just some nasty shit. And R. Kelly really hasn't been held to the fire like Brown was when it all happened either. So Brown essentially got held to the fire, got dealt with, and is trying to move on. R. Kelly got dealt with in court, but he he dodged a bullet. He's never talked about it. So I can see where... Plus, it's freaky. You know, you can't just let that one go. Yeah, I would say, too, that I don't think Chris Brown gets a pass personally. I think he keeps himself in a lot of foolishness, and he's always in and out, of, you know, getting arrested or getting into fights. I just think he's in the media because he is in a lot of ratchet situations. Stupid shit. Yeah. 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 I think and even so last one, didn't he that, just go to uh, jail or something like that, or he's in rehab or something? Yeah, to go off of that, uh, hey, hey, how you doing, Q? Um, I don't think that Chris or R. Kelly, I mean, they've gotten passes necessarily. I think they're on the same. I think I think the problem is, and that's what Mike was saying, um, Chris Brown, he just keeps himself in a lot of trouble. I mean, have you looked at his Twitter? I mean, he's posting all types of stuff on Twitter and, you know, putting all that stuff. I mean, he gets himself into a loophole i mean so to speak r kelly on the other hand has got you know become very quiet i think both of those incidents got you know affected their careers respectively but you know i don't think any neither one of them have a safe bullet or have gotten themselves into a you know either either one of those guys are still in trouble i mean so to speak yeah, and I think actually, if you look at R. Kelly, he's probably had more of a pass, I yeah, think, oh, yeah. oh, than yeah. Chris Brown. And I don't know if it's because he's, you know, he was already done his prime, been in his prime, but he's already had, like, he's had a, a number of albums every year. I mean, he yeah. still have an album every year that comes out. Um, may not be that popular, but then I think he just sort of resurfaced again with the thing he was doing with Lady Gaga mm-hmm. uh, a little earlier. And, you know, see, now, see yeah, I'm a Chicago guy, so I remember when that whole sex tape scandal dropped, and I mean, they were selling that in the streets. <laughs> I mean, it was like this whole thing with, you know, oh, I'm coming out with a love, the Loveland album, the Chocolate Factory album, and right. he was trying to kind of, you know, do quote unquote good music, you know, the spiritual music. But I mean, he's he's been able to, you know, get himself and and this, you know, oh, let me. Um, how, how do you say it? It's on the tip of my tongue. How to, you know, 
let me let me be like I, I'm I'm a thug. I'm a you know I'm I'm one of God's angels. Or let me sympathy, you know let me get some <laughs> thug angel from you guys. Or <laughs> That's been done. You know that it's been right. Uh, thank you, Big Sexy. It's it's been done. So you know he he gets no pass. Mr. Rocca, is that you with that super loud microphone I hear? <laughs> Rocca. Boy, you got two seconds to answer before I turn you off. Rock, rock, pilot rock. Oh, well, there you go, sir. Rocca, shout out to you. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm going to have to turn you off. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there you go. Well, you better answer up, man. What's going on? <laughs> uh, yo, for some, for some reason, the... Uh, uh, my uh, phone didn't uh, recognize the call, but it's all right. All right, man. You okay over there? Oh yeah, just got off work, <laughs> so I'm uh I'm in chill mode right now. Okay, so just to be aware, we want to keep the background noise to a minimum. This is just general for everybody. All right, so uh, Rock, I know you're a big music guy. What, what, what's your take on this? Uh, we just talked about the Beyonce uh, album that just dropped today, and um, I don't think a lot of us. Are, are into it musically you might be but you know in terms of just being able to put an album out like that and have full-on videos to go with each track what's your opinion on that well she pretty much bested kanye and jay-z because they pretty much did the same thing used the same marketing gimmick where you release an album on a non-tuesday and you do it. You do it without any pre-advanced promotion at all. No singles, no videos ahead of the album release. But what she's doing is pretty. It's pretty revolutionary because she has a video for every accompanying single, essentially, and she's pretty much a, a business unto herself. I mean, to me, I haven't, I never heard of this kind of uh, strategy, but it's a strategy that she's obviously worked on. She's had, probably had uh, advisors telling her how feasible it is, how, uh, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea from a business point of view. And she's banking big. You know, I know the album hit iTunes. You know, it's probably it's probably going to hit platinum by midnight. So, yeah, in the digital age, she's pretty much in the league of her own. Like, she's pretty much uh, took the retail game and and went past the twenty first century, as far as I'm concerned. She may be onto something, and I think the industry needs to keep an eye on her. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at it, you know, I was thinking about the budget of this project. I, I, I hope, I wonder if it is actually going to make money because I got to imagine like a video. I don't know what the budget on a normal video would be, but to actually do like, what, 17 videos and, you know, produced, shot, and then to actually record the music and stuff, that's got to be a very expensive project, right? Yeah, and. To go off of what she said, Mike, I think she has her own production team that okay. really assists her. Um, Parkwood Entertainment, would, you know, they assist the editing and the whole thing. So they went really be above and beyond with this whole video project. They pretty much, I mean, to shoot on that that budget, whatever budget it was, I mean, that that's a big deal. And, you know, 
I just think that's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just I don't know. Even if we were to say a normal video today, my you know, to make it a MTV sort of standard, let's say that just costs what I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Maybe more, so to do seventeen of those—that's that's big. <laughs> definitely got a big budget going on. Um, also, let me ask you guys this: I'm gonna get off of Beyonce for a little bit. <laughs> we can always stay. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> well, I'll take your turn. Um, anyway, <laughs> joke. <laughs> My man, Prince. All right, so. Some news came out on Prince this week, right? He is going to appear on uh, a show called New Girl. And in the episode that's going to show Super Bowl night. I have never... Are you going to be on the New Girl TV show? Yes, New Girl. I don't even know what network that's on. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Fox. That's on Fox. Fox. It's It's a good show. It's a good show. What what is the show about? I've never heard of it. It's basically about these uh, late 20-somethings who um, share a loft together. It's got uh, Zoe Deschanel, and it's got two other people that you probably haven't heard of. It has uh, uh, one of the Wayans brothers' kids was one of the stars of the show, but he left. He does a bit part on it now, but they've replaced him with another um, pretty much unknown black actor. But it is one of the more well-written shows of the new... of. Uh, I think it's in its third season now. Really? It's, it's pretty funny. Now I can't, I can't imagine Prince being on that show, though. Now, is let me ask you this. Have you seen it? Is there a uh, light-skinned, fine girl on the cast? Yeah, there is a... Her name is... Actually, her name is Hannah Simone. Simone. Oh, well, now, now, now we know why he's going to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is Prince. Come on now. I can only imagine. Uh, oh, man, you, now we did a show about this a few years ago where I talked. Yeah. I called. I called Prince out on that. Well, hey, this we know the mo, and I ain't hating. I hey, if I was international, you know, rock star and baddest, I have the baddest ones on Rolodex. So I'd probably yeah, girl, let me get on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on that show too. Uh, what you think about this, uh, Big Sexy? You know, I've seen the show a couple of times, and I don't care for it, but, you know, it's not written for me either. But if that is Prince's, you know, ulterior motive to do a little something-something, I can't hate the man for that. But also, it's a, it's a new outlet because that show will hit a lot of listeners and potential fans who aren't his, in his traditional fan base. So it's a good move marketing-wise, and plus it's going to be aired on Super Bowl weekend. So for the billions of people who aren't watching Bruno Mars at halftime, you know they can catch Prince on a New Girl after the game. So it, it's a good move. Now, does is uh, the game on Fox? The game, I yes. don't. It is on Fox. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, so there you go. Well, don't play. Makes, you know, get Bruno Mars during the game, and then Prince on New Girl after the game. So there's probably going to be a number of people who don't switch the channel. Exactly, and, and we'll watch this. Go ahead, Q. But here's here's my concern. I don't know if you all have seen these. Uh, I think they're Honda commercials. Uh, these uh, car commercials that feature Michael Bolton. No, no, I haven't seen those. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. And they, they. I mean, I don't know if Michael realizes this, but they are laughing at him, not with him. Yeah. 
And I sincerely hope, because the, the audience that watches this show, I really don't see them being Prince's audience, and I hope they're not putting them on there to clown them. Yeah, I'm I'm with Q on that one. I I just I, I see as as of late, I'm not really feeling the whole notion of a legendary artist going on these shows to I mean to do what? I mean, he's at a different place in his career. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I can understand it, but in another in another sense, this really isn't gonna do anything for his legacy to me. Well the the plot of the episode is pretty much a pajama dance party. He actually pitched the concept to the show's producers is supposed to be a take on his famous celebrity Hollywood parties. So he pitched the idea. So I don't think he uh, he agreed to do the show thinking that they are going to make him out to be something that he's not. And mm. and as far as I'm concerned, if he was going to do this, I would have rather have I would rather see. This would have been a good concept had this been done a couple years ago, like on a Big Bang Theory, because yeah. because that show is very well written. It's it's one of my favorite comedies since Seinfeld, and they could have easily written a bit part for him to play. You know, it's a geeky show, and he could. Play. I think he could have played a character. I, don't, I wouldn't want him to play himself, but he could have played, you know, a character maybe opposite of Sheldon or, or Leonard or Penny. But yeah. does anybody know? Is he acting in this, or is he playing his own self, or is he playing a character? No, he's playing himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine he will have a bit part. I, I wonder if he's just going to be on there, actually, maybe performing part of a song. Like if they're at his party or something, and then maybe he walks up to somebody and says something sort of slick, and ha ha ha, and it'll be over or something. I, but we'll see. I guess I'll catch it on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't. It's just weird. Like it's just a now I, again. Maybe it's not. I'm not the demographic, but it's just like a no name show. And then they say Prince gonna be on there. I'm like, I would. You would think it would be like something that everybody knows about like if you let's say a prince is on scandal not that i even really watch that but that would be like yo okay i don't know mike the, the show I mean, again i'm not a big fan of it but the show's got a pretty good following yeah it's been on for is three it? years and it's, it's been pretty popular yeah, like i said I'm, a, I'm i'm totally out of the loop i had never never heard of the show to be honest with you um, but again i don't watch is, it on TV. is it possible that the demographic might be third eye girl he may be positioned he may be uh, appearing on this show to kind of position Third Eye Girl to launch their album <laughs> if it comes out. I think I think he missed the boat with that. I, I, th- I don't think he missed the boat, but I don't think Third Eye Girl's sound, based on you know seeing the show, would really, I mean their show that is, would really fit with that TV show's demographic of listeners. Because Third Eye Girl's pretty oh, okay. heavy. You know, they're really heavy. Yeah. more yeah. psychedelic more yeah you know like cream meets uh you know living color or something like that it's just really heavy well uh i i hope that uh he you know has something to sell you know yeah. after the show or the, it means there's gonna be album coming out or something because uh i don't know i just i mean i'm a i like it because you know prince is gonna be interesting but i just want him to be doing it so that we can get something like this is gonna be a 
a new song out or something. That'd be a reason just to bring aware. I mean, I don't know. It just seems so random. But we will see, I guess. Um, in other news, I'm just looking online here. Uh, I thought this is kind of interesting. So Billboard magazine has uh, announced their artist of the year. Any idea who that may be? Miley Cyrus. Somebody oh, just, hell no. Somebody just said it. <laughs> it's, no, it's not Miley. It's, it's Bruno Mars. Bruno can play, man. I have to give yeah. it up. You know, the guy's a musician. That's that's the key. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, he's out of media floozy like Miley Cyrus, and he's not trying to whore for the cameras. Because, you know, I was not a fan of his. I didn't even know about him. So I saw him a couple of years ago in the Grammy Awards, and he blew it up. And then he came back the following year and blew it up again. I'm like, okay, let me see what's up with this with this guy. Yeah, I, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say real briefly, I, I do respect Bruno Mars's, uh musicianship, but it seems like all the songs he writes, they're for weddings. He only writes songs that he knows are going to be popular at weddings so he can get... The most royalty, uh, the biggest royalty that he can. His songs are just, I don't know, they all have that similarity to them that I just don't like. Gotta get paid. Yeah. I think I'm I put something Houston. out. Yeah, yeah. I think I put something out on Facebook about about you know he's a he's a good performer, but I don't think I'll ever be a I don't I don't think I'll ever appeal to his music. He's but he's yeah, a good. I, I, I think he's a good performer. I, yeah, I agree with Houston. Yeah, I don't agree yeah. with Q Storm, but I think he's a great performer. But I would, I mean, his stuff, his albums do not capture his his energy live. They just don't. Right, right. Yes. But it just seems like he's like every song of his. It reminds me of something that I've heard before. Like he has like that one song, "Locked Out of Heaven," sounds like something that Sting wrote. Yeah, you know, for the police in the seventies. You know, so it, I wouldn't, I, I don't know how to, he's not very easily identifiable. There's something that's missing about his music that makes it stand out, that's unique. Like if if I was asked about Bruno Mars, I couldn't really say that he sounds like him. I would say I've liked him better as a producer than, a, than an artist for himself. I, I like I stuff produced for like CeeLo and couple other people, but um, his own music, he's got a great voice, and he's got a great presence, but I, his songs just don't do it for me. If I hear that song, Just The Way You Are, one more time, I, I swear, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go mad. <laughs> See, I I, like I've never really heard that song. I've only heard the faster stuff. I'm not familiar with the slow songs. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that song. <laughs> he, I, I, I pretty much agree with everybody. I think he's a, I think he's a great songwriter. I mean, yeah, he, he, he makes a certain kind of song, or he knows how, but he knows how to make a uh, song for the radio that's not like I think it's because his songs are so catchy that they they'll wear them out. But I think they're great songs. Like this, I don't know what they were, but maybe the first album or whatever the last album. It was a couple songs he had that I actually really liked. I was like, they play them too much, but this is dope. I mean, I was like, man, you know, it's not this. It doesn't sound like everybody else. Um, so I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, see, to me, Bruno Mars thrown to that niche that Will I Am was in where, where Will I Am started to get more pop. And like I used to edit weddings uh, a few years ago and every other song was a Will I Am song. Now it's a Bruno Mars song. Well he's just a hot guy right now, I think yeah. that's you contributed to mm-hmm. that. But again, I've seen, again uh, 
Big Sexy brings up a good point. He can do live. Like, his live stuff is good. Like, I like the energy and the full band and all that. That's to me, like, he can go forever if he can maintain that. No matter what those songs, records sound like, I, I I would go see him live. You know, um, shifting gears again. This is, I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, and I know Q Storm had talked about this before, but I want to ask this question. So you know, uh, I'm talking about superhero movies, uh, Spider Man, Batman, blah blah blah. But let me ask this question, um, and maybe I was listening to Afro Note or something, but. What is the problem if they were to change a main character's racial background if it has nothing to do with the story? If it doesn't change the core of the character or the story? For instance, if they was, you know, 20 years from now, if they decided, you know what, let's make a Mexican Superman. Like, what if we, we want to get a Mexican actor to play Superman? <laughs> 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 hey, 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 Mike, Mike, no, but let me let me finish. Let me finish. The jokes write themselves. Right. The jokes write themselves. <laughs> let me finish. So if they now I'm, again, I would imagine twenty years from now, you could argue maybe the, the, the predominant uh, race and population could lean more toward Mexican Americans. And so I'm just thinking. I mean, what would be the pro- again? Yeah, I understand. Superman in history, but in terms of his race, normally doesn't play into the story at all. It, his race as an alien does, but not his physical, you know, color of his skin. So, Q, I know you got something to say. Go ahead. <laughs> well, two things off the top of my head. One, the first thing is why? Why do that? Uh, other than to look like you're trying to be politically correct. Well, no, I'll answer that question for you. That's a fair question. So that's why my point was to say, if the majority of the population leans that way, and if you're, again, they're only making these movies to make money, so they're not not making them to be politically correct. They're making them to appeal to the greater audience who would probably go see the movie. That would be my answer to that. Well, I can say I'm a black man, and I'm not going to go... I'm not going to stay away from a Superman movie because he's not black. You know, it, uh, I, I just don't see the point. I, I personally find it insulting. It tells me that we have, you know, well, number one, white folks are the minority now. Okay. So that power structure is not going to let that go. They're not going to let that get away. That, Superman is one of their, that's them. You know, they got that since 1939. They're not going to give that up. But I, I don't want that. I mean, I'd rather you put, give me a Black Panther, give me a, give me a, a, a Falcon, give, which they're going to do. Give me some black characters or create black characters. Don't give me your sloppy seconds to appease me. I, I, I would not want that. Big sexy. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bootstrap on what Q said now, and I'm not trying to be funny this one time. <laughs> when you say change his race. Do you mean change the character from Clark Kent to Carlos Quintavos or something like that? <laughs> no, or no, no, a, no. Or a Latin, Latin actor playing him? <laughs> no, the second one. I'm saying okay. if the biggest box office draw was at that time in a Mexican person and, oh, okay. and the majority of the audience going to movies is Mexican, 
wouldn't it make sense for you to well, cast if it has nothing to... The only reason I started thinking about this because I was watching some trailers from movies. And, you know, I always see... And this is gonna. This might sound bad, but the majority of the movies that we see are all white casts, right? True. When a lot of times the race may or may not even play into the story, but it's all white cast. Uh, I just went and saw Out of the Furnace. It's all white cast. One black person. Actually, it was two black people. The girlfriend was black, and that played nothing into the story. Like it, he was dating a black chick. No big deal. Um, there was what did I, I just saw this movie uh, Vampire Academy I'm throwing just crap stuff out but Vampire Academy you can see it's a big budget teen you know Twilight sort of movie but every single person they show was white and, and then just all these movies one after the other and I'm like I understand why they do that because it's major, majority of what they feel is the public who they're making these movies for but I'm thinking that obviously there's a lot more people around the world who don't fit that demographic and and I'm just arguing the point that wouldn't you think that different family racial backgrounds would probably identify with the character more if they saw somebody that looked like them, whether or not the story has anything to do with it. But I'm just saying, wouldn't you think that, man, imagine if you would have just got the best actor to be in that movie as opposed to the best white actor to play that character. Right. Well, go ahead. Picking- Going back to that, yeah, I would not have a problem with that. See, my problem comes in, like, let's go back to uh, to the to the Batman movie when they made Harvey Dent initially Billy D. Williams. I didn't say a word because no, no one said a word, as far as I know. When they made Michael Clark Duncan the Kingpin, there was a little bit of you know grumbling, but it's like Michael Clark Duncan is a huge man; he can pull it off, and he did. There was more beef about about Stringer Bell doing it. And um, Thor, when he when he was Heimdall, because these are Norse guards, gods, which is a whole northern Scandinavian deal, which makes sense to me. Right. On the other side, back when they relaunched Legion of Superheroes back in God the mid nineties, I was at a event where Mark Wade was, and he was the writer at the time, and he made a lot of changes to those characters to make them all more racially diverse. I'm like, why are you doing this? Oh, you know, I want it to be more representative. I'm like, that's fine. Then create new people. You know, I'm with Q-Storm on that. Don't don't pander to that one group by saying so-and-so is now black or so-and-so is now Asian or so-and-so is now, you know, Arabic. No. Give me something new and don't make it bullshit. That was what I hated the most about the later DC cartoons where they had El Dorado. Really? El Dorado? And the Native Indian guy, I forgot his name, Native American guy, and Black Vulcan, that was the best they could do. And I'm thinking, I hear the phrase Black Vulcan, I'm looking for Spock in an afro. So <laughs> if, if you're going to do it, use the, why didn't they use Black Lightning? He was there. You know, you've got. But they had a Black Green Lantern and it never really, they didn't say he was they, a Black Green. But, he was but just, it wasn't Hal Jordan. Well, true, but I'm just saying, but it was Green Lantern. Like, yeah, they could have yeah, easily just have, they could have easily just have had a, a new Green Lantern movie and it'd just be a black dude and it, and it'd just be, that's okay, that's Green Lantern. Like that's, If they call him John Stewart, nobody would say a word. Uh, but, let me, uh, but let me ask you this. See, it, it, the penny has two sides. If they were to take any black character and make him of another nationality, I'm sure we'd be crying foul. 
Well, no, I, I, because I, I hold to what I said. I said as long as it has nothing to do with the story. So yeah, you can't do Black Panther and have a white guy. It wouldn't make any sense, right? You could call him Wakanda Panthers, and and you can argue, well, hey, there are black Africans in in, in Africa, and white Africans, and I would roll with that. But again, you can't if a, if the character's name says black something and it's supposedly tied into the race, then that wouldn't make any sense. But I, what about the popular CW show? Green, they took the character Green Arrow, and now it's Arrow. So why couldn't they just take Black Panther and make it Panther? Or Black well, Lightning. Just again, make it, oh, because you know. the race of him plays into the character. It may, again, he's from an African country of Wakanda. They're black people. So it wouldn't make any him. sense. Forget him. Any black character. I would not be happy if they would have changed his race. I, I, again, to me, it wouldn't matter if, if it's still the same character and if the race doesn't play anything. The problem is most black characters that these people are making, the race does play into the character. Exactly. They need to stop. <laughs> but I agree. They need to stop that. That's pandering actually more to me. But how does, how does Falcon's race play into his character? Well, his, he doesn't. So you could have him, him be anybody. Again, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, I would, I would have a problem with that. Well, you, it, I, you could have a problem I, because there's not enough black characters, so I can see where the problem But I'm just saying the majority of characters out there are not black or any other nationality. My point is My point is to say... If you have a big character like a Spider-Man, Batman for this matter, and if the top dude in the game just happened to be Asian or whatever, non-white, and if it, race doesn't play into the story, why not do the movie where he is that? Why not have a black James Bond? I can see how it would upset the people who have been fans forever. I get that. But for the new kids and the new people coming up, why not just introduce, why not be the character, just be the character for them? This doesn't matter what he looks like. Well, let me ask you this. And I'm going to go you know, way back and on a little different tangent here. When we were kids, and I'm a little older than you are, obviously, but when we were kids, there was always the Barbie doll, then they came out with the black Barbie. <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, why didn't they just give, give the black Barbie a different name instead of saying, well, this is Barbie and this is black Barbie? Because that sounds like, you know, what you're leaning towards. That's not cool. Well, I agree. I think they should just have it just be Barbie. But again, there's not too many other dolls to go by. So of course they're going to sell it on the black Barbie tip, right? That's there's, I mean, it's a segregated market already as it is, but I mean, listen, I, I hear both your sides, both sides. I just feel like, why can't they do a different, why does, why does Batman have to be white? He doesn't have to be, really. He doesn't play into his character. Well, Mike, are you, are you suggesting, like, um, let's say uh, there's a story where Bruce Wayne decides to retire for a spell, and he gives his, uh, his, he gives his estate over to a black person. Is that what you... I, I mean, that, that's different. I wouldn't have a problem with that, because Bruce Wayne is still established in the universe. Well, no, I, and they have, there is a black Batman, Batman character, right? Was it Batwing, I think, is the book yeah. that they have out? Yeah. No, I'm saying if you took Bruce Wayne, and of course, comic books live to be rebooted, right? That's, they kill the character, restart it, reimagine it. That's nothing new in comic book world. So I'm saying if it's nothing really new, then you still have Bruce Wayne, the core character, and why he becomes who he does. That does not change. The only thing you change is to say, you know what? We're going to make him look different. 
and and more so I'm talking about in the movie world. In the book, unless you make his, unless you are saying you're doing it because you're trying to reach a, a different demographic, or you are making his race the point of the story, it kind of doesn't matter, right? Kind of like with Spider Man now, like them having a Mexican uh, black Spider Man, that sort of plays into his world a little bit, but they don't even really get into all that. But it's it's interesting because of the perception from the fans. Point that's of view. different. That that's what that's the situation I'm talking about. Peter Parker, he, although he's dead, still exists as a character. He was a character that was established in the universe. Miles Morales is simply another character who's become the next Spider Man. He hasn't re- replaced Peter Parker as Peter Parker. So that is a different scenario. True. True. I, I'm talking about if they were to make Peter Parker Asian. <laughs> Again, then he, then if, they don't, if they don't change the story, though, and I, I don't see what the problem is. He just looks different. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see the point. I, I, I create a new character like they did with Miles Morales. But I'm yeah. saying these are these are these are beloved characters that are great. Beloved I think the characters, characters that are great, can go characters forever. Characters Whoa, we got some Whoa. Uh, Brandon, you got any uh, idea take on? Yeah, I, I I was just gonna say I, you know, I'm gonna go off of what you you guys said. Um, I I don't personally have a problem if there is you know a character who you know they happen to just change the ethnicity, but it it goes beyond their the the moral. You know, it 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 all comes down to morals to me, and you know the reason the. Um, the reason as to why they're changing that particular ethnicity of the character, because if you're just doing it to just, you know, reach a, you know, a certain audience or you're just trying to, you know, do something to patronize, you know, a particular community. I mean, I, I have no reason to see the movie at all because, you know, I mean, do it because of the, you know, just the story alone, you know, don't do it because you're just trying to just appeal to, you know, just a certain demographic to come and see your movies that just doesn't make sense okay all right uh, uh any any other comments on that <laughs> all right guess not a- somebody's at the a- door avon calling <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my uh that's my pizza papa john's uh, are you at home sir yeah no, I'm still in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> eating on the job here? What, what, what is this here, right. man? Uh, also wanted to add, and since we're on Spider-Man, uh, so Sony has officially announced that they're going to do two spinoff movies, one being Venom, and two, they're going to do a Sinister Six movie. Um, any any uh, thoughts on that? You know, I'm going to sound like the the get-off-my-lawn guy, but... I think this may be too much. Really? I think, you know, they're about to kill the golden goose. I mean, and I hate these words, but they're they're in our popular culture lexicon currently. If they do this, it will tip the market away from the geek, nerd, sci-fi stuff and send it to somewhere else. Right now, there's just enough saturation. You don't want to, you don't want to oversaturate. And I think that type, those type of movies where you get away from your core characters could be problematic. And I think the same thing is true about the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, if that comes out too. I don't think they need to be do it, to be expanding like that. Yeah. Uh, Q-Storm, what do you think? 
Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll be simple. Uh, I'll be brief. Um, I'm concerned about Star Wars coming out with a movie every year being oversaturated. So you know I'm concerned about this. I, I, I just see a steady decline in the quality of filmmaking out of Hollywood, particularly with the action summer fair. There was a time when I was growing up where summer movies were almost Oscar-worthy. Now, as I've gotten older, I see that they are more and more just product for a bottom line for a studio. And that smacks of, just smacks of that. So I can't see them taking this seriously. Um, and I th- I, I'm totally there with Big Sexy. I think it's just going to be oversaturation. The quality is going to be bad. And it's going to hurt the overall brand. Well... I don't know. I, I think that um, there are genres of movies. You know, we always have the lawyer movies. We always have... Hey, the, hey, oh. hey. <laughs> we have the police movies. We have the action movie. We have the uh, gangster movies. There's the sci-fi. I think superheroes is just another genre. You know, it's like horror. And they can... I don't think they'll ever, like run out of things to do with that. Like there'll always be a segment of the people who will want to see that kind of movie. I just think right now, superhero movies, since it, it, it's like really, really big and the movies are making a lot of money that, yeah, a studio is going to say, you know what, let's try to push it out there. Well, I think, uh, so I'd say this is, I think we're past the point where if, um, a superhero movie bombs, will that destroy the whole genre? I mean, if that was the case, Green Lantern would have shut the whole thing down, right? <laughs> the, 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 the Batman movies would have shut it down. I think it can always continue to go. As long as there are quality movies, uh, it will be successful. And so I just think that, you know, it's a little wait and see because uh, this is sort of taking it to the next level to hey let's make a movie with the villains i actually kind of would think that's cool like what if they would have had a joker movie if if you know heath ledger was around or whatever oh, see, that's 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 a whole other ball game we're yeah, talking yeah. joker well i mean Sinister six these guys true. are you know, pretty much knuckleheads but at the same point you know somebody would have we could have argued that if somebody said well they're gonna do an iron man would have been like whoa like iron man is nobody he's obviously now he's the biggest dog out there right so anything could happen. That's why I say we're sort of a wait and see, possibly. Who knows? It could be good. No, you're absolutely It could be. But, uh, you know, there's that cautionary thought, you know. That's not oversaturate. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I, um, one is that I know Marvel, even though they don't, they're not necessarily making these movies per se. You know, they're not the final, you know, word on them. But they do have a certain level of quality. Now, does it dip? Yes. Like, is Thor 2, in my opinion, whack? Yes, but super <laughs> successful at the box office, right? I guess it doesn't even... The sad part about it is they can put out some crap and it still sells like hotcakes, right? Um, which hopefully doesn't let them get too slack to feel like we can just put whatever out there. They're going to eat it. Let them eat cake, you know, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm just excited for Amazing Spider-Man 2. If that one's good, then yeah, go forward. Here's what I I want to agree with what Q was saying a little bit. I'll go back to The Hobbit for a second. The Hobbit is terrible. Like, there's really, in my opinion, no real strong buzz. Unless you're really a fan of that world, yeah, it's great. You get to see it. But just as a regular person like me who's not all into that, I go see that movie and I don't even know what it's about. 
It's hard for me to understand what's going on. Looks fabulous, but they've already shot the whole thing, right? So they're gonna force it to come out anyway. And I feel like they don't have to. They don't have to edit those movies down because they're already gonna put them out anyway. <laughs> and they know they're gonna make a certain amount of money on them. And irregardless, they're gonna ram it down our throats. That kind of shit I don't like because what if it's corny like that movie? It's, it's bad. It's not a good movie. But this it, it is going to come out anyway. And I don't want them to do the superhero movies like that where, you know what? We're just going to make Batman or the next Superman and we'll just shoot the f- next three. And we're just going to do it this way. And even if people don't really like it, ah, this is what we're going to do. Like That, to me, will kill the movies. It damn near did with those last two... Uh Batman movies before the relaunch because those are terrible. Yeah, well, then at the same point we had the, the Spider-Man movies were out though at those times and those were highly successful. Um, so I, I think it was bad for DC. But uh, I don't know, man. This is a really interesting time. There's a lot of movies. Did anybody see the trailer for uh, Jupiter's Ascending? I think it's called the, uh, the new movie by the Rakowskis. Nope. Oh. Got to check that out. Step back to science fiction, action. It looks like it's way out there. It was like these guys get a blank check to do whatever the hell they want to do. I don't know how they get away with that because <laughs> Cloud Atlas, as much as that was my number one movie of the year, that was a failure at the box office. Like, And I know that was an expensive movie to make, but here they are back with another super high budget sci-fi. You know, it's a new story. It's not based on anything as far as I know. And it looks incredible like you don't know what the hell is going on but it's like damn how did they get away with this like it's just and then we have Medea's Christmas like <laughs> that's what <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just can, can, I, can I just go ahead for one minute I saw the trailer this morning on TV I, I, isn't there I think there's a scene in there where she, she goes into this white nationalist Ku Klux Klan thing, and it's kind of I, I I don't even it's I'm not even gonna uh, ne- never mind guys do it do it come on Brandon let's go I, I'm like uh, come come on Tyler you know, I can help can, you can we do a little bit better than this can we do just a little bit better than this I mean I understand the I mean he's balling I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna get on him about that but come Tyler did you really have to go this this route. I'm sorry. I I, I I don't know. Is that the... I've seen you know, some pictures of Tyler standing with... Uh, this is like a white guy comic. He's like, he's like, he has that sort of redneck persona. Larry yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah, is he in this movie or something? I believe yeah. so. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. Hilarious. And I'm like, what? I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I just didn't get the... That, that particular moment alone, I haven't seen the movie. I won't see the movie, but what? I'm just... I'm like it's in 3D, is, man. Uh, no, I don't I'm care joking. if it was in 4D, 2D. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to see this. Mo- I, like I'm just like this guy is cr- is crazy. But he, you know, of course, people are going to see the movie. They appeal to us. The Medea. Uh, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Rocka. You want to say something? Yeah. To me, I think Tyler Perry has. He's like the uh, the movie making Moe, where Moe poses. He's been doing these 
paternity test show since the 90s. And he has the easiest job in the world. Just sit in the chair, open up the envelope and say, you are the father or you are not the father. And to me, I think like Medea, these Medea movies are pretty much the same thing with where you take these, we take the concept of Medea, the, like, the big mama, gun-toting, foul-mouthed, church-going woman, and he's aiming for that church-going audience, and it's, and, and it's pretty much a money-maker. Like, he, he really has a reason to, uh, to not make any other movies that deviate from that concept. So as long as people go out to movie theaters and see these Medea movies, we want to keep making them. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I can't really blame them. You know, the, you know, you stay with cash cow until it's bled and dry. All right. Go quickly. Oh, I'm sorry. Rocker, uh, your connection is really bad, sir. I'm going to... Oh, I'm on a computer. I had to switch. I was on my uh, phone before. I'm on the computer now. It sounds worse now. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> really? Don't know what I mean. yeah. wow. So with that, sir, because I'm kind of bringing you back. Thank you for joining us. So I appreciate the support. And I'm going to have you back on. But we're going to move forward. So I'm going to have you come back on next time. All right. All right. No problem. All right. Buddy. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. Go ahead, uh, Brandon. Yeah, uh, just to go off of what Rocker was saying, uh, I didn't know this, and I'm not trying to bring a race front in you know, this discussion about Tyler Perry, but I read somewhere that more white people go to see his movies than blacks. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Well, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. I mean, I was shocked to I see I live that. in a very white area, and I the ones I have been to, dominated by black people and we ain't even yeah. out here like that so I don't know I don't I don't believe that but yeah. well I, you know end of the day Tyler Manny hey like I've said before I can't knock it like mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day he he's his own business he yeah. don't have to be green lighted by nobody <laughs> he makes the movies he wants to make he ain't on TV talking about they ain't giving us this and they ain't giving us he got his own studio so He's, Did you all hear that Spike is doing something? I heard. Doing something with him? Yeah, hey. Uh, uh, you gotta, you gotta get it. And he's got another movie coming out uh, with Nia Long, like Single Mothers Club or something like that. That didn't even look good either. So, yeah, I haven't seen the trailer on that one. I just heard Nia Long, so I might have to go check it out. But um, Q, you still there with us? Q? You know, what I, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How long yeah, are you gonna get, take you to get home, man? Q. Mike. How long is it gonna take okay. you to get home? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I was asking you, how long do you think it's gonna yeah, take you to uh, get home? I was just, yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> hey, you know what? Your connection's really bad, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Okay, well, We're gonna have to take him out, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, they keep the quality going. He understands. He's been in this game long enough to know. Unpersonal Q. No. Damn. And I think with Q, 
uh, this is the Friday, so I think he's doing sort of the long drive from like oh, New York yeah, to right. Philly or something like that. So it'd probably be better that he focus on the road. Yeah, <laughs> be trying to yeah. podcast, right? Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of the website Spiel dot com? They do podcasts. No. no. Okay. If if not, then I won't go there. But shout out to spiel.com they've been around actually i think they've been around for six seven years uh one brother over there the main guy his name is Corey. he's got a, a crew of people and they do a lot of different shows but they are their site's going to be going down at the end of this month um they were owned by uh hollywood.com and uh i guess they're sort of pulling the plug but Corey is uh contemplating continuing on i know he will i just want to give a shout out to say hey man Keep doing that podcast. I will and other people will. We will support you and make sure you get that going because um, you've been doing it too long and you're a nice community. So just a shout out to Spiel. Um, and if you haven't checked those guys out, check them out. They are hilarious. Uh, man, I was looking on the news and uh, I just heard about this on the radio and I came out of the theater, but there was a school shooting today or attempted school yeah, shooting uh, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, it says here's uh, school Colorado shooting student was targeting teacher before win, win, uh, wounding two and killing himself. I mean, man, what what is going on, man? Like, I would be scared to go to school if I was a kid, man. Like, <laughs> serious, they cats are tripping. And this is the fart, the one year anniversary of uh, Sandy Hook. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it happened today. Wow, I didn't know. That seemed like it was just yesterday. That's <laughs> crazy. Now you have this Colorado shooting. Is mm, God? <sighs> they just gonna have to literally lock down these schools, man. Like, uh, it's just. It, and I also was watching. Did anybody see that movie Prisoners from earlier yeah, this year? That's yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I just watched it last night. Man, <laughs> what a depressing movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I feel kind of cheated on the ending. To be completely honest, I agree. Yeah, talk. What what didn't you like about the ending? I didn't like the ending because you know you got Jackman in the in the hole, and I talked to Sean about this, and Sean, you know, and Q Star, those are big film heads, and I think Melissa Leo should get some dap for best supporting actor, actress because when she pulled the gun, I didn't see that coming at all creep yeah, the yeah. shit out of me <laughs> but they should have they should have given Jackman's character and the audience that resolution to be back with his child and family and we didn't get that you know we just get you know oh what is my man's name the cop oh uh, broke back what's his name yeah I can't think of his name off the top of my head I know you're talking about you know what is his name you know that guy but uh, we didn't get that, you know, because we got the daughter going back to the mom, but not to the dad. So yeah. as far as, you know, Wolverine goes, I'm calling him Wolverine. He doesn't know what's going on. All he knows is he's in the hole all broken up. You know, that's funny you say that because I was joking that like because the other dude's name in the movie was uh, Loki. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could argue that you had uh, Rhodey <laughs> was in the movie as well. And Rhodey was a punk. Yeah, he was a. I didn't like how they had his character at all. Oh, oh, I was hot about that. <laughs> oh man, he was a straight punk. 
fuck? I was like, that's your, they got your daughter, and you sitting here crying. I was like, they got him all neutered down, black. Man. I was like, I know Terrence was hot, but he had to be hot about that. I was like, come on, y'all. And his wife was wearing the pants, and he wasn't doing yeah, shit. He was a sucker. But see, that's what that movie. Those are the kind of movies that make me mad because I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, as, as a parent myself. I'm just like, what would you do? When your kids just went missing like that, you know how much panic and policemen talk about we got it and they got a suspect. Nah, I would. I was just like Wolverine. I like nah, man, it ain't going down. I was saying early in the movie when he when he went and grabbed a little, uh, excuse my language, the retarded dude or whatever had him had him uh, captured. I was saying from jump, go get his mom's. Like, yep. his whole family is not exempt at this point. They want to play some games. He playing games. Or we going to play some games. We're going to get this started because, and then come to find out, she did have some. Now, he probably would have never gotten his kids back, though, if he had did that because she probably wouldn't have said nothing. But still, I would have had him under pressure. Like, man, forget that, man. We riding on the whole family. And see, the thing is, and maybe because I watch too much Sopranos, but I would have done what they did, I think, in season two or threatened to do in season two when they grabbed that guy up, you know, punching him out. He ain't going to talk behind that. What you do is you take a very sharp, mm. exacto knife, pull out Mr. Johnson, yep. start slicing yep. real slow. Got talk. something to say now? Yep. No. Okay. Slice. Yep. You know, he'll talk. He'll give it up quick. Yeah, they would have, too. They gave it up real quick. Yeah, that's that. That was the thing to the ending. Yeah, man, when you hear the whistling, you know, I don't know if it, is he, does the guy hear the whistling and then go dig him out of there, or does he just like hear? And, well, he heard it. You know, he definitely heard it. Yeah, I, just, I needed to see him come out. Exactly. You know, at least see him go to the car and like, okay, yeah, he's gonna get him. Because yeah, I was, I was kind of hot about that too. <laughs> I, I needed the resolution to see with the family together. You know, but also. Did you guys see um, Captain Phillips? Yes. Nope. I haven't seen that one yet. I watched that a couple nights ago. What'd you think? You know, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to be the politically incorrect guy. If I have a boat that is going through waters where people are, you know, known to pirate, oh, I have some security in place. Right. You know, I got a boat the size of the love boat, and these knuckleheads run up on a little motorboat. Oh, they got to go. They have to go. I've got armed people on that boat just to handle these knuckleheads. Yeah, particularly if there's a history of that kind of stuff going yeah, on. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, when those Navy SEALs came, <laughs> it was a wrap. The SEALs on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Because yeah, when the SEALs came on, I told my girlfriend, oh, that's the ass now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ain't us. Especially when it got to the president and it was like, that boat ain't getting back to Somalia. However, you got to stop it because it's, right. it's on the news. You're not going to have us looking embarrassed. So, yeah, they was going to be shut down regardless. Y'all, that's a gots to go situation there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was wild. Oh, you good? Come on in. Um, also, and we'll wrap it up here soon, but I wanted to ask you. So, of course, we had the Nelson Mandela, uh, you know, funeral and memorial and stuff. I wanted to get you guys' opinion. And I'm sure you've heard of the President Obama selfie uh, stuff and the pictures. <laughs> you know, what, what do you think uh, about that? Uh, Maybe I'm an old guy, you know, because I'll be 50 next year. But somebody very close to me, not gonna you know bust her out on on air, but somebody very close to me did the same thing. You know, she was at her friend's grandmother's funeral, 
all of a sudden on Facebook, there's the two of them cheesing it up. I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> really? What, what, what the hell are you thinking? You know, so Obama's trying to clown with the, uh, where is she from? Uh, oh, geez. Denmark, I believe. That woman. Yeah. And then there's Jill Jones. How you doing, Jill? Oh, but yeah. she's like, you know, she's trying to clown her as a woman is disrespectful. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa. All of this is inappropriate at a funeral. All of it. You know, you go in there, pay respects, shut up, and do anything you need to do outside. But, again, I'm the old guy, so I don't know. That's all I got to say. Michelle, Obama Obama knows what's up. Barack knows what's up. Oh, Michelle ain't letting it go that far. Yep. <laughs> and if it does to... go that far, trust me, it's going to be something at the White House. And she had to, like, split them up like they was kids. <laughs> you yep. sit on this mm-hmm. side. I said... Y'all talking like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Let me not go there. I listen. I'm Team Barack all day, but come on, bro. <laughs> they already at your neck over everything going on out here, and you gonna go do that? That just look. He look crazy doing that stuff. I don't understand, man. Wow. But what about my man doing the sign language? Oh, yeah, that. And why, this uh, first, before you get into that, why we got to be the front ones on this <laughs> one? <laughs> why? I'm like, come on, first the selfie, and then they like, this clown ain't even up there doing the interpret. I was like, that's so inish. So inish. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was hallucinating. Yeah, he was schizophrenia or something. He was schizophrenic or he was hallucinating, seeing angels coming down with when Obama was speaking or something of that sort. And then he got irate with a reporter when a reporter asked him, oh, well, are you really schizophrenic or are you? And he got all irate. Uh Ignorant. How did he get past security? I mean, didn't they, you know. They said he was was charged with murder and rape before. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 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 How did he get in the building? You say he paid eighty five dollars for an application. I think he, yeah, he paid a, a particular sum of money to get at the the whole event. It, it it was a whole, it was a big mess up. And they're now they're now just trying to figure out how you know how did he get in and what he was really doing because they really don't know really. And every you know, like I said, he got very irate with one reporter. He he was. It was crazy. It was. What crazy. if he would have been a terrorist or something? Like, I just, uh, I don't get it, man. I hate the fact that we need to have, you know, heightened security and scrutiny over people, <laughs> but it's there to stop this motherfucker because yeah. he he could have done anything and got away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we we got to check people out on on things of high profile. We just have to. It's unfortunate, but that's reality. Yes. <laughs> 2013, man. A lot of of classics. (laughs) Classic situations. Um, So, man, you guys got anything else we're going to throw out before we wrap this thing up here? Yeah, let me go back to the around the world today. Um, I believe it was uh, Anthony, Aunt (laughs) Pooh, who was saying that (laughs) Prince did something similar that Beyonce did. Now, I remember when Around the World Today came out. And just to be clear, this is on Twitter, he he said this. Yes, he said it on Twitter. You know, I remember when that came out. I don't remember him being on tour when it came out because the Purple Rain tour was over. 
and I remember hearing about it coming out a couple of days before it came out. So I don't, I, I'm not seeing the similarities there, but if someone else can enlighten me, please. I don't, I don't, I don't really see any similarities there. Really. I, I think a better similarity for that, uh, for what Beyonce is doing, it would have to probably be 2010, probably. Something yeah. Like that sort. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Prince has ever had something where, I mean, we, the fans always knew, well, no, you know what? There was one album. But again, it's so minor. Uh, what is it? Uh, xenophobic or something like that? Yeah, Xenophobia. That wasn't one. Wasn't it an MPG Club only album though? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it wasn't announced or anything. It was like, I think it was New Year's Eve or whatever that year was. And just boom, it was on the site. But again, that was nothing on the level of, of this Beyonce thing. Or like, we're talking full album, not some offshoot album and 17 videos. <laughs> Ready to go, you know. That's wow. that's a head bus, and that she kept it under lock the whole yeah, she time. Is. Yeah, the media didn't even pick up on it until like hours later. Yeah, and that's you know which one protects. There was no leaking, right? Nope. Uh, and that probably will be now. But in terms of when it initially drops, um, very controlled release. Uh, it's, it's it's very interesting. You know, I wonder what retail thinks about that. I, I, apparently, yeah, they're going to get. Uh, a disc version, I guess, but it's like after the fact, right? Like, you know. But uh, brilliant move, I, man. The, uh, people be hating on the the Cotters, <laughs> but I gotta give them full props, man. <laughs> got to Jay Z, they be doing their stuff, man. They work hard. You know, I've said for years, I'm not a fan of Jay Z's music because I'm not familiar with it. You know, it's not my thing. But his business sense, oh yes, I can definitely ride with him on on his business sense all day long. Yeah, I'd give it up to him. Very quickly, guys. I, yes. I know we're kind of pressed for time, but what if Prince really, you know, did something similar to this with 2010? If he really just went full throttle, you know, throttle and just released the album on iTunes and, you know, went on ahead and just dropped the whole ego and all that and just dropped it surprisingly on 2010. I mean, we already kind of had a, you know, suspect kind of suspected him to come out with an album but you know what if he really did that like she did he keeps teasing about doing it because when his when that third eye girl site went up there was another site before that i forgot the name of it but there was like a piece of the montro jazz festival on there that was hinted it was going to be out on dvd where is it yeah you know he's got he's got to follow through if he actually did it and followed through you know the internet would break but he's the non-followless, throwingest cat out there when it comes to things like that. I mean, I can only imagine, like, 2010 would have been a big summer smash if he, you know, I mean, it would have had enough of a following. So. And they were playing it on TNT on that basketball broadcast, so he, he it was out there. Hmm. You know, it was getting some play because they were playing Lay It Down on the NBA highlights. I'm like, dude, let's go! <laughs> yeah, I, 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 be- I believe that 2010 was actually was going to be included with that ebony issue oh. and for some reason they pulled it off they they pulled back on it because if you remember the original promo for that issue it it was insinuating that he was going to be dropping something with it and i remember i did a, ended up doing a podcast with uh i think it was chris johnson he was doing a purple night show or something at the time and we talked about that and we thought oh he's gonna put some new music out with this magazine 
you know. And if you listen, and if you listen to the album, you can see how it would have been perfect for Ebony, like yeah. you know that audience, right? But for yeah. whatever reason, it didn't didn't go through. That, that was a mistake. Like that would have yeah, would have been big. Yeah, yeah. It definitely gotten him back into. If nothing else, it would have got you know that demographic would have been like, well, you know what? He got some stuff. Like okay, let me mess with some Prince again. Like and he was just on. Um, BT awards. BT awards. I, you know, all that was timed perfectly, but then, like you said, the follow through. He he left everything. He he came forward with everything except for the one thing <laughs> that mattered: the music. So uh, that that's too bad because that's I, as I said, I love that album. I still play some of those songs off of there. Um, but yeah, man, Prince is. Uh, <sighs> you go on and on. I was thinking today. I was. Actually, I was going to do a Prince podcast by myself earlier just because I was thinking about this, but I was thinking about like what uh, draws me, uh, other people to Prince. And I'm not talking about like the guy himself. Uh, I'm talking about like the music. Like this, to me, I feel like there is an emotional feeling that you start to equate to some of those songs that you hear like they'll hit you at a certain time whether it's happy times or whatever time it is and you will put a very strong emotional feeling to a particular song and i think there's a lot of people who have that shared uh experience as well where like they'll hear a song you're like oh that reminds me of this time that reminds you of it too yes you remember when this album came out yeah oh yeah you know, I just feel like, because I hear like certain songs and I'd be like, it just takes me into a certain space. And I'd be like, damn, I felt really good when I first heard that. Or it reminds me when I was reading or something. And it always stays. I was listening to um song off of the Truth album. I can't think of it right now. Swing. Uh, it's like the song where he's talking about the the three girls or something like that. Circle of Amore. Like that. Circle Circle of Amore. Yeah, and, I, and when I hear that song, it makes me remember when I first heard it and I was where I was living at and like what I was feeling and stuff. And it just came back to me. I was in the car. I was like, ah, damn, I love this song because of that. Like, and it makes me think like that's like when people be, you know, everybody sort of has these different emotions that they attach to songs. Um, I think that's the greatest thing about music. It's like yeah. a it's like an audible snapshot mm-hmm. of a certain time. Like for instance, you know, when I first heard uh, "Nothing Compares to You," the real version, <laughs> <laughs> and I I know exactly where I was, what I was doing, and who I was doing it with. And I rem- <laughs> see see how nasty. See, <laughs> and I remember the feeling of being with that that woman, and it's just a good thing. Same thing goes back to I go back even further. I, I hear Marvin Gaye, "What's Going On?" I immediately go back to a party that my mom was at, and I'm like, God, seven years old, and all the other kids are running around, running in and out of the garage, fucking up. I have no idea what's happening in the garage, no clue. My mother, my mother said, "Do not go in that garage." <laughs> so I'm standing by the door, just waiting, <laughs> trying to get a peek, couldn't see shit. But that song was on the background. And so when I hear it, that's, it takes me right back to being a little boy at seven years old at that party. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I was uh, listening to Q-Tip, actually. It was an interview with 
Elliot Nelson, I think his name is. Elliot, the guy who runs Rap Radar. Excuse me, sir, for not knowing your last name. But anyway, he's doing a nice little interview with Q-Tip. And Q-Tip was just talking about, like, when he writes his lyrics, he always tries to go from a place of, like, he's just, he was saying, like, we as black people, we we tend to identify our experiences more with media for whatever reason. He's like, we always talk about that show we used to watch or that music that we used to listen to. And we sort of all sort of remember, oh, you remember San Francisco when they did it? Yeah, yeah. Or Jefferson's, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Michael Jackson when he did it. And I kind of was like, you know, it's kind of kind of true. I can see how you could say that. It may be for all people, but I when I think about it, a lot of people that I know, yeah, there are certain sign point moments that we've all sort of had shared experiences where you remember when that came out or Rapper's Delight or da 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 yeah oh man yeah yeah um I just think that's just very interesting uh, which I wonder if that is for kids of today and I'm gonna end it with this like my girlfriend's son you know I, he's 14 and I was thinking about when he just got some headphones he, he went and ordered some headphones not the Dre ones but they were like some Sony ones and he was uh, using it for his iPod. But I was like, man, when I was at 14, younger, I had albums. Like, I had albums that I knew, right? Like, I had Michael stuff. I had whoever. I had 45s with songs that I knew. But I sort of wonder, kids today, some kids, they don't actually have music that they identify as themselves, like that they really, really know. Now, yeah, they know the little Two Chain song or, <laughs> you know, a Rihanna song or something, but they don't have like that album where they just, you know what, put it from the top and that's me. And I thought, I, 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 that makes me feel some certain kind of way. <laughs> that's, it's true. There, there are more stands, well, quote unquote, stands than appreciators. I mean, hmm. we, mm-hmm. we have. Folks, I mean, I'm part of this generation, this iTunes, you know, where, you know, people can just click something with, you know, buy something with the click of a button. But there's nothing for for me being a 22 year old, there's nothing really emotionally connecting you to that music. Mm. I mean, there's there's nothing like having a physical or a a physical CD or an album. That you can really be like, man, that, you know, you can, that you can really appreciate. And then you listen to it on your headphones or your speakers and you'll be like, you read the liner notes, take the liner notes out. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, at my family vinyl collection, we had tons of Prince vinyl, you know, the Sign of the Times vinyl. And, you know, you pull out the sleeves and you had the artwork on the side of it on the other side you had lyrics and songs and credits and you know right that that that's gone i mean that enough i mean i really fear for this generation currently it's really going to be tumultuous on so many levels but i respect you know i I respect them of course you got to respect them but you know it's nothing really drawing them closer to the music it's sad what I miss most, I mean, obviously, I miss the album and all that, but I miss, and this may make me sound like the uh, anti-green, you know, guy, but so be it. I miss the CD long box. I miss that. Wow. <laughs> you know, because you got all that information, you know, and 
that's just a waste of paper. So what? Shut up. <laughs> I like, you know, I missed that. And it did allow for like with the Bonnie Raitt album or with the Around the World in a Day, a lot of people would do things with that and let it contain more information. And you you get the, I miss the liner notes. I love reading the liner notes. And now that's a lost art. It's a lost craft. You know, all the instant gratification of iTunes and HD tracks. Don't get me wrong. I love my HD tracks. But if I could get it in high resolution, if Super Audio CD had taken off, I would have gotten it there. That's just how it is. But, you know, the three of us, we, we are, we're about the music. We're about the whole experience. We're not in it for the, you know, quick you know, 30 second burst and then move on to something else. So we really appreciate music and, you know, we are losing a lot of those things that help us with the enjoyment of that. And that's kind of, kind of unfortunate. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny about CDs. I actually didn't become a CD guy till, uh, it's easy for me to remember albums. So, uh, diamonds and pearls, <laughs> when that came out, that's when I started to, you know what, let me buy a CD. Like I bought the CDs. Normally I was a cassette hard and heavy cassette dude like uh, and you had to listen to the whole damn thing when you was on cassette so that's true I, I was heavy a cassette guy then i started getting to the cd sort of late um the only thing i can say about digital today and it may be different for me because i am a little older but um you know i've been really pushing that whole google thing that i like to use but i love this now because I can go listen to a lot of these classic albums I never would have bought and didn't have access to. Um, for instance, like I've really gotten into, um, you might laugh at this, John Cougar Mellencamp. Like, I guess the American Fool album. Hey, 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 I can be with John. <laughs> okay. John Cougar's cool. And I'm like, this stuff is dope to me. Like, it just, one, I love the production quality and the way that stuff was recorded, like that late 70s. Even in toward the, the mid '80s, this stuff was just so full and rich, and most of it is, you know, real instruments and stuff. Just amazing. But then that lets me jump into, you know, I'm listening to Leonard Skinner, like not just the hit singles, but just put the album on and just let it play. Like I'm hearing so many different things. Like, damn, that's kind of dope, you know. And so I, I love it for that because it's giving me access to a lot of music I probably wouldn't have took in the time to listen to but there is i agree also what brandon said the aspect of buying something a full thing having that picture to go with it you know and listening to it all the way through as opposed to just jumping only buying two or three songs off the record and not even hearing the other stuff you only bought the hit singles right and didn't even get into the meat and potatoes of a, of a project so Interesting to see in 20 years where that, where we're at musically. Maybe it somehow goes back to that. I don't know how that would happen, but you never know. Fellas, I got to chop this right here. But first of all, let me say thank you, Brandon, Big Sexy, coming on here just to spur of the moment. You know, we, we're doing this podcast and I love it. Thank you, gentlemen, for doing that, uh, providing some great information, insight. Uh, thank you to the listener for listening to podcastjuice.net we are headed into 2014 fellas yeah. uh, as a so cliche to say we're gonna do a big next year but <laughs> 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 listen we have to not wait for the end of the year but we have to always keep it in our minds that we need to be moving forward 
into the direction that we want to go in and not as opposed to where we are at. Um, I have been dealing with uh, in the last two or three weeks, just stressed from work and really tired and have me looking crazy. <clears throat> and I really get into realization that I need to slow down away from things that are not pushing me to where I need to be. And, you know, the same old stuff I always talk about. Don't be afraid. Go and do, you know, create a plan and go out and do it. Um, so I'm constantly, you know, staying on myself about doing that. And I'm going to keep pushing myself to do that. I think the thing I'm going to do, what I'm going to do that's going to help me really good is I'm going to go see my kids on uh, Christmas. I'm going to surprise them and wake them up Christmas morning. Um, I think that's going to be therapeutic for them and for me. Get out there and have some sun, a few days off from work, come back and really energize, motivate it keep pushing forward so i hope uh you guys have that too before we get out of here uh big sexy where can people find you oh sorry about that uh well i can be found on twitter under my big sexy and sack handle and definitely find me on facebook under mark wiggins i was at the stationery store today putting the finishing touches on the new WSE stationery and I have purchased my web domain and now we're just going to start building the page up and you know every day we get a little more close a little more oh that was bad English we get a little closer (laughs) to uh, world domination you know and again Mike I've said this to you privately I've said on the air for years but you know you are an inspiration it's good to be around cats like you because you always say what let's keep it moving and always moving forward. That's what I do to my thing. I tell my people the same thing. Right let's go. Oh, man, I fell. Get up, dust off, let's go. So I have to say thank you to that. Oh, man, you are welcome. And your energy is infectious as well. Mr. Brandon, where can yes. they find you, sir? Yes, I'm on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Brandon Owsley, O-U-S-L-E-Y. Um, uh, again, I'm totally blessed um to have michael dean and the podcast juice family uh big sexy and q and everyone who has inspired me um to move forward and you know think beyond you know where i am today so i I just want to first of all thank you all and and you know um, much continued success to everyone else um 2014 is going to be a major major year for all of us and i hope that you know everything you know we can only go higher and go further you know amen hallelujah wow all right we will check y'all out next time on podcast juice we out of here peace